0: What do you like about corn?
1: It's cold!
2: A big one that numbs, it has the juice.
0: Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. I'm Carlos at Equity Brewing. Joining me, a woman who has the juice, Avery at Brave Grapes. It's Colin. (laughs) Greg at Banana Morphs. Hi. And uh, not feeling in a good mood again, yet again, uh, Matthew Bertson at (laughs) No Pit Stops. I hate this goddamn podcast
1: so much.
3: (laughs) Holy shit. I'm so glad you added the corn video because I was like thinking about asking you and I was like, it'll be too much work. (laughs) That was a Awesome surprise. <laughs> I've been listening to that video like at least once an hour for the past three
0: days. It years. is so funny. I love that. It's kid. the
3: only thing keeping me alive, right
0: now. I hate it. You're I so absolutely much. love Oh, my you, you
3: don't love the corn. You don't love the corn kid, Matt. No. The corn. Why? <laughs> He's so He's happy cute. about corn. He loves corn. No, I don't. Ever since he was told it was real, it was really good. <laughs> It's so... He's just the only thing good about America. <laughs> That's true.
0: Uh, anyway, so go check out the Corn Kid video. It's very funny. Uh, <laughs> we're two weeks away from the Pac-12 football season now, so here we are, part four of our four-part preview series, previewing the Pac-12, uh, so we're super close to kickoff. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Pac-12 awards predictions. We'll give our final standings for the year, our predictions who who for who wins the Pac-12, and so much more. But first, if you haven't, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, people have been doing it. We're getting close to equilibrium with our one-star reviews from BYU fans on Apple Podcasts. Um, and we're officially at four out of five stars on Spotify. Uh, on Apple, we're at 2.5, 2.9 right now, which is up from 2.7. So thank you all for those who hit five stars on Apple Podcasts. Our goal on Apple Podcasts is to hit 3.5 stars on, uh, on there by November 1. We're at 2.9 now. So if you like the show... Do us a solid and give us five stars on Apple and Spotify. Also, we had some really fun uh, conversations at pay- on our Patreon at notruckstops.com. We dropped our UW-Wazoo preview with Avery's partner, De- uh, Dewey, last week. Uh, that was a blast. And then on Friday, we discussed Pac-12 quarterbacks. Matt uh, actually came up with a ranking of every presumed starting quarterback in the Pac-12, and Greg and I reacted to that. Uh, we had some fun discussions on whether DTR or Cam Rising were better. Uh, uh, Matt had... Uh, incoming washington state quarterback cam ward really low so we talked about that uh so that was super fun go check that out on our patreon at notruckstops.com uh okay so let's talk about actual football and the first thing we're gonna do now that we're two weeks away um and this is our last preview episode is that we're just gonna talk about uh pack 12 awards <laughs> Let's start with uh, player awards, and let's start with defense. Uh, last year, Utah linebacker Devin Lloyd won Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. He is gone now; he's moved on to greener pastures. Uh, so, I want to know for you all: who for you is the front winner, front winner, front runner? to be the league's dpoi So not maybe not someone that you think might come out but someone that you think right now coming into September 3rd when the season kicks off is going to be the favorite to win defensive player of the year. Greg, start us off.
2: Uh I mean there's one very very obvious answer and uh, I'm going to pick that one. Uh Noah sewell uh definitely him. The linebacker for Morgan. Mhm. Yeah, he's uh I think the best def- I think he's the best defensive player in the conference. He might be the best player in the conference period adding on to the fact that you know he's great he also plays I think I think linebacker is the easiest position to win that award from because you're going to have the most tackles you're going to have opportunities for all kinds of stats uh, I think linebackers win that award more than anyone else and add on to the fact that he's already the best player is a slam dunk it's definitely going to be him Matt what do you think uh got
0: a, you got to you agree is it newest Noah Sewell or is it someone else yeah
2: probably with a bullet um
1: justin flow maybe as like the number two which i don't know it just kind of feels a
2: little bit like cheating but i
3: don't e- i don't even know if he is
2: i don't think he's number two
3: like if he won oh gosh he'd have to have a really good year and i will even play a game i don't like to speculate injury but like he doesn't have a great track record he got one year but go
0: ahead matt what are well, you
1: and saying that is fair i just i do i do definitely believe that the the linebacker point is very well made by Greg on that to, to just be perfectly yeah. honest. I do think just like throwing out a couple of other names as far as who's going to be competing. I definitely think Clark Phillips, the third is going to be in that conversation. Kaibu Kelly should certainly be in that conversation. It's just hard to rack up the numbers at the cornerback spot, especially compared to linebacker.
0: So I think it's... I I actually have Clark Phillips III as my favorite. Uh, I I get that you're not going to rack the stats up, uh, but Clark Phillips III is going to be the best defensive player on the best defensive unit in the Pac-12. I think very clearly Utah is the number one defensive unit in the Pac-12. I guess, like, Oregon has talent. I get it. Um, But after that, like, we're talking about Cal, probably. Uh, Maybe... I can't even think of any others. Uh, If you think Washington state might carry over some of their success and improve on it, but uh, very clearly Utah is going to have the best uh, defensive team in the league. And Clark Phillips, III is just, uh, he's awesome. (laughs) Uh, We knew it going into that Rose bowl where he sort of uh, uh, had made a lot of plays, was an incredible uh, defender on the outside, but uh, really was, was a loud defender uh, in the Rose bowl. And so I think that's going to, that's going to carry over. um, I think more than I think, folks are willing to give him credit for the pack 12 doesn't have like any major standout receivers nationally except jordan addison um that'll be a fun game jordan if uh, clark phillips gets to cover jordan addison that might be his dpoi moment right there to see uh see how he does but i think i think he is i think he's the best offensive player in the league at this point um noah sewell is certainly there and he may not accumulate a ton of tackles but if he i don't know uh Telanoa Hofunga did it in twenty twenty as a safety. Uh Adore Jackson did it in twenty sixteen as a, a corner. I don't see why Clark Phillips third can't. Um I was kind of looking back and yeah, I guess there's a bit of a bias towards front seven guys, but um I, I I don't know. That's that's who I'd pick right now. Avery, who's who's at the top of your list?
3: Uh Noah Sewell's at the top of my list for every all the reasons that have been said. Um I think he's just clearly the favorite, too. So if he has a good season to go with that, it makes sense for why he would be picked. But Devin Lloyd beat uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, so anything could happen. Yeah, so was we'll Kayvon see. Thibodeau...
0: Kayvon Thibodeau was a favorite coming into 2021, right? Yeah. Oh I think yeah. it was, it yeah, was yeah, that's him,
2: right. and then Lloyd was, like, this, the number two. And right. then Lloyd There's there was a pretty big
3: gap, I feel like, between them before the season. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, yeah. I I do think that, like, Utah's offense should be really good. And so I do think that there is a fairly decent chance that the defense is going to be facing a lot of passing situations and so maybe Clark Phillips can get the numbers that way. Um it's also sounding like he's probably going to be re- returning punts as well and that I do that I do think was something that helped Adoree Jackson to be quite honest yeah. was was his impact in I that wish he area, wouldn't but... return punts
3: though. So. <laughs> I don't want our best defensive player to be the punt returner, but that's it's fine.
2: I don't know. I'm kind of excited. Utah could
1: just figure out <laughs> coverage. I'd be happy with that. That'd um. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I do think that that there is potential there. I, it maybe it's not as much of Noah Sewell with a bullet, but
3: yeah, yeah. I, I wish I wish Caillou Blue Kelly was on a better team.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Because uh, if he was a linebacker on a bad Stanford team then like it would go really well for him. But I feel like being a defensive back on a bad defense, is, mm-hmm. it's hard to rack up the stats that you well, need. I also yeah. wish
1: that their, their run game or their run defense wasn't like Swiss wasn't cheese. Just terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, don't, yeah. you don't even,
2: like, Cause you, they're you never going to, you're him. never
3: going to pass <laughs> about against Stanford. That's I think one sad. thing
2: that sort of mitigates the, uh, positional bias, uh, that is going against Clark Phillips is that, uh, He has a lot of hype coming into the year, whereas a lot of times DBs just don't get noticed, but people are going to notice him no matter what because they know who he is already. That being said, I still think Noah Sewell is going to win the award. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh,
0: Caillou Blue Kelly is probably, uh, what, one of the best players in the league on both sides of the ball, but, uh, you're right. Just to come back to him, uh, I guess he would kind of be in that conversation, but, uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean Stanford's defense is just horrific. Uh, the run defense is going to take them out of the game. I mean they had one of the worst run defenses in all of college football last season. Not just in the it Pac-12. Was so bad. All of college football. That's not going to help Kyobe Kelly because why would anyone ever pass <laughs> against Stanford?
3: <laughs> I mean Oregon State <laughs> passed against Stanford a bunch last yeah, year for, for no reason. Absolutely no, no reason. No reason.
0: They still won that game, but. No reason. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just run down a list of the first team all-defense for the Pac-12, and you tell me if there's anyone you forgot that you say, ooh, maybe them. Uh, so there, this is the projected, the media's pick for a preseason um, Pac-12 all-conference team. Okay. So defense, we have Tui Piloto from USC, Brandon Dorliss, uh from Oregon, Ron Stone Jr. from Washington State, Van Fillinger from Utah, Noah Sewell from Oregon, obviously. Omar Spites from Oregon State. Jackson Sermon from Cal. That's a name that I think probably we might want to watch out for. Uh, Clark Phillips, Caillou Blue Kelly, and then Cole Bishop from Utah and Daniel Scott from Cal.
3: I just feel like it's so clearly Noah Sewell and Clark Phillips that yeah. like it's not even worth mentioning more than like four total names. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think it is those two. Kind of interesting now, back-to-back years, it's like the two favorites are uh, an Oregon front seven person I guess you Devin Lorde is also a front seven person but it's an, an Oregon player and a, and a Utah player uh, kind of interesting uh, I don't know I do think that one of the defenses are probably going to have breakout I, I think if you USC is good uh, they might get someone in here that's not even on the list right now so okay uh, so that's defensive player of the year we had three Noel Sewell's and one Clark Phillips the third so that's uh, great let's go to the other side of the ball uh, last year Drake London won Pac-12 offensive player of the year despite playing in uh, the first eight games and then missing the rest. So he only played for two-thirds of the season, still won Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. And I think everyone agreed with it, which is funny. I think everyone was sort of like, yeah, he's the, the best. The
3: only people that didn't agree with it was Utah fans, and they're stupid. Yeah. So.
0: Um, anyway, so Jake London is gone too. Wide open field, uh, I think, here. Avery, let's start with you. Who is your front runner for Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year?
3: I feel like it's obviously Jordan Addison. Like He was the best receiver in the country last year, and he has probably the best quarterback in the Pac-12, the best offensive coach in the Pac-12 is Lincoln Riley. Um, I think he could play eight games and win the award the same way Drake London did, because I think he's just so clearly going to be one of the best offensive players in the conference, if not the best.
0: I think the other front runner, clear front runner, is his quarterback, Caleb Williams. Why why, yeah. why would you pick Jordan Addison over Caleb Williams to win Offense Player
3: of the Year? It's going to be one of the two because they're going to just make each other look good. But I don't think Caleb Williams should get all the recognition for what Jordan Addison does. Yeah, if, if,
0: I don't know, there's two leading receivers at USC, like Jordan Addison has like 10 more catches than the next guy over the course of the year, would you give it to Caleb Williams? Because at that point, he's distributing the ball ton of places right
3: i mean probably okay but i don't see that happening i feel like that would be dumb (laughs) okay like i can't see an instance where like you wouldn't you'd be forced to distribute the ball that much because i don't think there's very many uh secondaries in the conference that are going to be able to effectively shut down jordan addison
0: Okay. Just so you all know, the last time a wide receiver won Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year was 2012. Uh, Marquise Lee did it. so
3: It was last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drake Liter- You literally yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. it yeah, yeah, when yeah, you were right. <laughs> going over this. I forgot about that. Anyway, he was the first one since Marquise
0: <laughs> Lee. Uh, so yeah. only two. Uh, so I'll just run down the positions. It was uh, wide receiver, running back, running back, quarterback, running back, quarterback, running back, quarterback, running back and then a wide receiver. I will
3: say it really helped Drake London that his quarterback situation was literally all over the fucking place last That's year. That's true. That's true. But I still think Jordan Addison is a better player than Caleb Williams.
2: Greg,
0: what about you? Who's your front runner for Pac-12 offensive player of the year?
2: I feel like a dark horse that I I don't think is going to win it, but like he might get some buzz going towards the end of the season is uh, Byron Cardwell. He's, mm. he's really good, and Oregon, I think, is going to really want to run the ball.
3: Yeah, he's going to have to carry Bonix on his back. <laughs> exactly. And
2: uh, yeah, and so uh, you, I could really see him getting a lot of buzz by the end of the year, although I don't think he'll win it because I think Oregon's not going to— I don't think they'll lean heavily enough on him for him to lead the conference in rushing because they have some other backs that they like. And also, I don't think Oregon's going to be the best team in the conference, and it'll probably be— like if it's not going to go to USC it'll probably go to Utah so
0: Matt what about you who's your favorite for Pac-12 offense player of the
1: year Cam Ward Okay <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy you ranked sixth? Oh
0: well, hell yeah <laughs> Let's do it Okay say more
1: Um I I'm definitely reading into the Pac-12 preseason polls way too much in this um I think that the expectation for USC is going to be too high for either Caleb Williams or Jordan Addison to win it. Um, Mm. I think that the reason that Drake London was able to actually win it last year was because of being able to stand out. And I think that the two options for USC is that either that the offense is an absolute unit and nobody really stands out or the offense struggles in a couple of games and that loses them this award. Which I think is fairly likely. I, I mean, certainly Caleb Williams wasn't unfallible at, at Oklahoma, and so they very easily could have a game that doesn't pop off. Um, I think that the improvement offensively for Wazoo is going to be so marked that I think that he is going to be the one that stands out the most, and I think they are going to put everything on him. I think his numbers are going to look absolutely gaudy, and it doesn't matter if they lose. It, it's not going to like the expectation is not that they go 10 and two.
3: Oh, those air raid stats mm-hmm. are going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be, that's a
0: good pick. I, I just don't know if, I just don't know if his offensive line, uh, is going to hold up. I mean, I get it. The air raid and maybe you don't need an offensive line.
1: I think, I think the offensive line helps Cam Warren. <laughs> I think it's going to look so damn impressive.
3: Yeah. Cause he has to do make crazy plays. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe, yeah.
3: I feel like the same argument could even be made for Jaden Delora. Okay. Um, obviously, I think Cam Ward's a level above him, but Arizona was so bad last season, so Ooh, bad.
1: That's a great.
0: I point. have one. If,
3: if they get bowl eligible, and Jaden Delora like is obviously elevating that team. If they get
1: bowl eligible,
3: when, when <laughs> they get bowl eligible, no, I just think that major improvement on Arizona, he's going to get a lot of credit for.
0: Greg, what were you going to say?
3: Uh,
2: T Mac from Arizona. Their wide receiver. Their
3: wide receiver recruit that they just got.
0: Was his name T- uh, Terry McMillan?
2: It's uh, Tetairoa McMillan. Oh, okay. I'm probably saying that wrong, but I think he's going to put up huge numbers this year. Yeah. Like, from all the sounds of it, like they're already using him. And uh, when you've got a player like that.
3: But that could be the same situation as at USC, where who gets the credit?
2: It could be but it might also be like a situation like USC last year where I don't know. I think he'll be used in enough ways that he will, he will stand out. Not that I think he'll win it, but I could see him getting some buzz in the same way Cardwell could get some buzz.
0: That's an interesting one. Uh, It's like, if you, do you want to go with a guy who's going to be the best offensive player on the best offensive unit in the best team? You know, you're talking about the last
3: time a freshman won this award, a true freshman.
1: Ah,
0: it's a good question. I don't have that in front of me. Uh, I'll look it up while someone someone else is talking. But uh, I, I, that's a good point. I think there's something to be said about do you get a breakout a, a team a, a player from a breakout team like Arizona if they get bowl eligible and pick their best offensive player? That's not a bad idea at all. I I'm gonna go with a running back. Uh,
3: Zach Charbonnet. Ah, uh,
0: I, I think it has to go to Tavion Thomas. Uh, if it's gonna be a running back, it has to be Tavion Thomas, and here's why. UCLA won't be good enough, I think. Their record won't be good enough. They won't look good enough. They won't have the storyline and the narratives of being good enough and elite to sort of garner any major awards. Uh, Zach Charbonnet might be the better running back slightly, in my view, but, like, super close. uh, But... Tavion Thomas is going to have a a more nationally recognized season because of Utah's position right now. Because Utah is the runaway favorite to win the Pac-12, because Utah is considered a dark horse playoff contender, uh, because Utah is favored to win in every single game this year, and because Utah likes to run the shit out of the ball. Andy Ludwig and Kyle Whittingham have made very clear that their priority is and always will be, even if Cam Rising is... uh, is playing out of his mind. Their preference is to run the ball. Uh, and Tavion Thomas is going to be the one who gets the vast majority of those carries. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to see what he does. I mean, I think, I think the competition in the PAC 12 might be a little bit better this season. Um, he might have to face defenses that might be a little bit better overall this season. Um, but I also think he's going to be the one who gets a ton of, uh, a run. Um, he's just going to have the production for sure, like game to game. So I, I, think I might pick Tavion Thomas even over Caleb Williams maybe even over Jordan Addison again that doesn't necessarily mean he's like a better player overall but he will certainly be on the best team and I think that's going to count for something
3: he might not even be the running back that gets the most carries at Utah though
0: who would you put ahead of him like
3: there's a there's a legitimate discussion by the end of the season Jalen Glover might be getting more carries okay than Tavion Thomas
0: that's entirely po- I mean but and I think
3: that is what would hurt Tavion the most yeah
0: if he's splitting carries
3: if he's splitting carries
0: yeah that's a fair point maybe it might be Zach Charbonnet then because uh well UCLA always got his good running backs Utah always has good running backs I'm not sure we're I think we're in an era where running backs just are their loads are managed a lot more uh they're getting their carry split more so it's harder to have that kind of production but I guess we'll see. Any other uh, Pac-12 Offense Player of the Year considerations? No tight ends. A tight end, I'm not sure when the last time a tight end won it, won it but there's some good tight ends in the Pac-12. Um,
3: Dalton Kincaid yeah. is really good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Brant Keithy. And Brant Keithy. Yeah. Um, UCLA will have, certainly, a breakout tight end. Uh, is
3: Stanford's tight end again? Benj-
0: ben Ben Uras- uh, Urasik.
3: He's good, too. He's on the first, he was Pac-12 first team preseason this year
0: uh pack a second preseason second team oh yeah right behind brand keithy actually
3: right
0: um but yeah those are probably yeah i think that those are the ones i i don't think i'm not sure when a tight end won it last. drake london is kind of a tight end but he played receiver mm-hmm. <laughs> but drake That's london how feels more like it. is. yeah um the reverse but I don't. I can't think of. I can't look at the last time a tight end won uh back Twelve Offensive Player of the Year would be pretty insane. Uh, okay. No other Pac Twelve Offensive Player of the Year candidates that you'd want to throw out there. Talk about a lot of them. Okay. Uh, let's talk coaches. Uh, coach of the Year uh, is that's an, always a, a weird award just just because it doesn't always go to the best coach. Sometimes it goes to the coach who does the most, the least. Oftentimes it'll go to a coach who had a breakout season um but define it however you want for this one tell me who you think is coach of the year and why you think they'll be coach of the year Matt you can start us off here
1: is there any other answer this is jedfish all day we're going bowling <laughs> Go, okay. taking a team from so zero wins to one win at zero wins but like going from one one win to bowling you're gonna get a huge jump it's it's Fish with a bullet
0: you'd you'd pick him over you'd pick a guy who brought a really horrific team to like respectability over uh a coach who maybe like Lincoln Riley who's going to bring USC out of mediocrity into maybe
1: you know a top 25 top 20 team. Yeah, yeah the only chance here is if one of like USC or Utah goes undefeated. That's that's the only chance that that one of them gets coach of the year, which they would deserve it. I'm definitely banking on Arizona bowling more than I am one of those two teams going undefeated.
3: If Arizona gets bowl eligibility and someone other than Jed Fish wins coaches of a year, that's a huge snub.
0: Yeah, I think that's right.
3: Like, I'm not even saying Arizona gets bowl eligible, but if they do, because let's be honest, Arizona beating Cal last year was not a win. That was like half a win. Cal had seven players Cal on their scared. whole team playing.
1: They were scared.
3: <laughs> so they, he practically went from zero wins to getting six in one year that's crazy yeah if he does it
2: it. if he does that he deserves it uh he's not going to do that though so he's not going to win it um i think it'll probably be kyle whittingham just because voters like easy stuff and it's easy to vote for the team that wins the conference
3: i don't think they'll pick kyle whittingham unless he makes the playoffs
2: i mean that's very possible
3: because i don't think they'll pick vote for him twice in a row.
0: Well, they did vote for him two times in three years. They voted for him in 2019 and again in 2021. Um, But you're right. It's like the expectations are high, right? And so if you have the expectations that high set and established, you've got to be like, uh, it's harder to make the case that you're the coach of the year when that's what you were expected to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So his seal, the ceiling for Utah just might be higher. I I will say just real quick, looking at this, uh, a Pac-12, uh, the Pac-12 has not named a coach of the year with more than four regular season losses since Jeff Tedford in 2002 when he went 7-5 and five with Cal. Um, so, you know, the, the, the next one is David Shaw. He went 9-4. and four. Uh, This is after the Pac-12 championship game, though. 9-3, uh, and three, I think, in the regular season in 2017. But that's the next can closest I, one. Can
3: I throw another name out there? Sure. I think it's Jake Dickert. It's an interesting one. Maybe yeah. I I personally am very high on Wazoo for all the chaotic reasons, and I think if Wazoo had nine wins, he could he could win.
2: Okay. Yeah, if that happened, I could definitely see him winning it, but I'd, I probably won't do that. I don't know. I I like the pick though.
3: I agree with Greg that they like the easy vote.
2: Do they vote before or after the championship game? I can't remember. I think
0: they vote before.
2: I
3: think oh, they if they vote
2: before, then I might actually go Dan Lanning. Not that I think he's like some great coach. Holy shit!
3: Come on, but Greg. I think yeah, he doesn't deserve it. I but think Oregon's going to have saying. a great
2: record just because they have an easy schedule, and since it's his first year, that is the mm, easiest okay. pick ever.
3: Yeah, if Oregon's in the conference championship game, I could totally see them voting for Dan Lanning, even though he won't deserve it. Yeah,
2: even if he's not like, even if he doesn't coach well, he'll win it just because oh, it's his first year and they went to the conference championship game. Especially if they beat Utah in the regular season.
0: Yeah, uh, my 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 pick for this, and this is just entirely dependent on how I feel about their team. Uh, it's Jonathan Smith. I think if Jonathan Smith gets to nine wins, maybe even gets to that ten and two that I was talking about. People were saying, "Oh, if he gets ten and two, if he gets ten he and two, 10 he's and two, it's his." Um, if he goes nine and three, though, I also think it's his uh, to have that kind of season. Depending on where the three losses come from, how they mm-hmm. come what teams he beats what the narrative is for Oregon State at the end of the season uh that's a completely different story but if he if they if Oregon State gets 9 wins and that is entirely 100% doable like i actually think they could get 9 wins very reasonably without squinting 10 wins maybe a little bit of a stretch you're expecting a couple of things to break their way that normally wouldn't but 9 and 3 completely within their grasp they get that Jonathan Smith has to be considered uh Pac-12 coach of the year oh i might i might ah Okay, here's my question. I'm going to pose this to you all, and then we'll start with Matt. Jonathan Smith gets nine wins at Oregon State. Jake Dicker gets eight wins at Washington State. Jedfish goes six and six. Who's your pick for Pac-12 Coach of the Year in that scenario?
1: You said nine wins for Oregon State? Yeah. Jedfish. Okay.
2: Greg? Oregon State. Uh, I'd go Jonathan Smith.
0: Okay. Avery? Jedfish.
2: Okay. Now Split. And now give Oregon
1: State ten wins and ask it again.
0: Oregon State, 10 wins versus Jed Fish's six and Washington State's
1: eight. Jonathan Smith. Because okay. that's, yeah, in, that's, cause that's in their championship game.
3: Yeah. Yeah. If Oregon State makes a championship game, give it to Jonathan Smith.
2: Oh, yeah. Because they play Oregon and USC. So if they beat both of those teams and the losses come elsewhere, then yeah. Probably would be incredible. I think you can win it at nine, though, just because it's Oregon State. And I think a 9 1 season there, I don't know from where he started shows so much progress. And also with a good season last year, it's not just a flash in the pan. Like that's two good years in a row. Yeah.
0: I, I will say Jetfish probably needs to get to bowl eligibility like that. Even if they go, f- I wonder if they might give it to him at five and seven. Cause five and seven no is way. still the last time the PAC 12 picked a coach of the year with the losing record. That season was 1989 when Dave Cragthorpe from Oregon state, I don't know what that is. Uh, went four, seven and one. Uh,
2: four losses, seven.
3: I think that the voters are. Is it just like other coaches that vote? Who votes? I think it's the
2: media. I'm pretty but sure it's it might the be media. the coaches. Actually, I think it's the media. It might be. The Anyways, so
3: whoever is voting is boring and <laughs> needs to watch teams outside their own.
0: I'm begging you, please, to watch teams outside your own. Watch the Pac-12 networks. If you're a real sicko, you really like this conference, you'd watch. Listen Pac-12
3: to whatever networks. Yogi Roth says. Yes, <laughs> everyone would Yogi be. Roth, he'd have everyone Yogi, in that
0: 12-team tie for coach of the year.
3: <laughs> you know that Yogi Roth is his picks for coach of the year are gonna like. Obviously, he's gonna include. He's going to say all everyone's name, but he's going to act like he has like four options, but then he's going to say everyone's yeah. name. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like Kyle Whittingham, so amazing last year. Dan Landing, so much potential. Uh, Lincoln Riley, will it translate to the Pac 12? But you can't forget about Jonathan Smith and his running game and Jake Dicker and everything he's and done. David after. Shaw. He's just. <laughs> and, and Carl J- Durrell. <laughs> he's oh, God. With that year. roster, four
1: wins
0: with
3: Stanford, you
1: got it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no one expected colorado to get more than zero wins Kyle Durrell got two in that environment with that uncertainty uh yogi i love yogi, we love uh, yogi. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so those are the, that's the, those are the coach of the year candidates uh, uh, uh judd fish is certainly up there there's jonathan smith dan landing's an interesting one but uh i guess i guess we'll find out All right. Well, last again here, I think this one might be our longest. Uh, We each predicted the PAC 12 standings going game by game and picking winners of each game for the whole season. We did this on uh, the playoff predictors website at playoffpredictors.com. There's a cool option to do it by conference. You can play around with that and come up with your projected standings for the league. Um, so we did that and we're each going to talk through our projected standings for the season. Um, and so here's how we're going to do this. We'll go one by one, uh, starting with the PAC 12 North and react to each one for a couple of minutes. Uh, and then we'll move to the South and we'll end by discussing who we had going number one and number two in the conference. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. Greg, start us off with your projected standings for the PAC 12 North.
2: All right. So, uh, first got Oregon at 11 and one, uh, then Oregon state at eight and four. Then Washington State at 7 and 5, uh UW at 6 and 6, Cal at 4 and 8, and Stanford at 1 and eleven. Okay.
0: Matt, any reactions to, to Greg's listing?
1: Cal 4-8, man. Holy cow.
2: Okay. I just want to say, I think you all uh let,
0: let's talk about Cal. I, you all are low on Cal. And it's it's I would say I have zero respect for Cal.
2: <laughs> I have zero respect <laughs> for Cal. None I think you're all
0: Okay, you all get so – Sometimes on this podcast, uh, I say shit, and you all make me think I'm fucking crazy. Like
2: you, you are all make fucking me crazy. You make seven me and think, five Cal is fucking crazy. Okay,
3: you know what? Uh, what did you think Cal's record would be last year? Didn't you think they'd be bowl eligible?
0: Uh, yeah, but they were almost bowl eligible. They were five and seven, and they would have been bowl eligible if it weren't for their insane COVID situation against Arizona. So that's not like a crazy take. Okay, I, I let me just say this. Uh, you all make me feel crazy for saying this, but you know what? Oftentimes what I do is I listen to other Pac Twelve podcasts to validate me, to make me feel not crazy. And I was listening oh, so to they're the wrong time. <laughs> I was listening to the podcast of champions and I'm, I'm just gonna play this clip here. Just 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 to just so you won't here it is. Just just so that I don't feel crazy.
1: I can't see why not. I mean, I think this is a bull team. I, I think so too. But there's there's more people I think like thinking Cal's gonna suck than like Arizona State's gonna suck. And I'm just I don't get it.
0: Thank you, Ryan Abraham and David Woods. I don't fucking get it either.
3: Okay, I will say I do think Cal. I do think Cal is going to be better than Arizona State. With that being said, I think Arizona State loses every conference game, so <laughs> the bar's on the floor. Really. <laughs> All right. Any other
0: reactions to to Greg's list? Eleven and one Oregon is. Uh, wow, we've talked they're, about. We've talked I don't about think
2: they're it's crazy. better than eleven. Of, well, I should say they're better than ten of the teams on their schedule, you know and that's they're close to the one they get at home. They're.
3: Okay, I don't think it's crazy, but I think we should expect at least one dumb loss from every Pac-12 team. I don't think Oregon losing to Oregon State is a dumb loss, but yeah. Greg does. So you I, I really
2: it. should have put 10-2 uh, Oregon. I just uh, wasn't paying attention, and I figured I'd pick them in all the games they're favored in.
3: To, to think we're getting a playoff team is funny.
2: I don't think it's funny to think we get a playoff team. To think it's Oregon would be funny. Oregon would have to beat Utah twice.
0: Okay. All right. Any other reactions? Uh Matt, did you have any reactions to Greg?
2: No, just the cow
1: one.
0: All right, so that where did you have UW again? Eight and four? Seven and five? Six and six. Six and six. Uh that's the one that I was kind of thinking about. Um Okay. Well, Avery, you go next. Uh tell us how you have the Pac twelve North shaking up. Okay,
3: out. I have Oregon at ten and two, okay. followed by Washington State at nine and three. Oregon State at nine and three. Washington seven and five, Stanford four and eight, and Cal at three and nine.
0: Matt, any reactions to Avery's uh, rankings there?
1: Who do you have Oregon State losing?
3: Let me check this out. Oregon State is going to lose to USC and Utah. Oh fuck, never mind. I forgot they have a seven-game win streak. Oregon State is going ten and two. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> wait. No, okay. Um, wait now. Re- okay, do, redo this and now redo your whole standings because you completely forgot about uh, sticking to that.
3: It's the same. It's the same except Wazoo and Oregon State switch. So Oregon's ten and two. Oregon State's ten and two. Washington State's eight and four. Okay, all right.
1: So that's, you have so you have sense. Oregon winning the Platy?
3: No, I have Oregon going eight and one in conference play. Ah, I see. That's what it is. So they're tied. Ta- they have the same uh, record, but Oregon State is going to lose two conference games. All
0: right. That's fair. Matt, what about you? What's your uh, pacto of North standings here?
1: I have Oregon State ten and two. Uh, Oregon nine and three. UW eight and four. Wazoo seven and five, Stanford three and nine, Cal three and nine. So obviously the big one. I, I didn't. I
0: forgot to mention this. Washington State nine and three is crazy to me. But we've talked about Washington State exhaustively, Avery. So I won't go. We will You,
3: you want to know what's crazy to me? Thinking UW will be better than Washington <laughs> State. That's what's crazy to me. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So Matt, uh, any reactions to Matt? Matt uh, had just say the list. You don't have to say the record. What's the list here? Uh,
1: Oregon State, Oregon, Washington, Wazoo, Stanford, Cal.
2: Okay. Any reactions, Greg? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, Oregon State over Oregon's crazy. That's not going to happen.
3: I hope it's true, though. It would be fun. I'm manifesting it. would be really fun. It.
2: would be great content, uh, but it's not going to happen. Avery, any reactions?
3: Yeah, I think it's going to be really hard for Oregon to be worse than Oregon State just because their schedule is, like, their conference schedule is so much easier than Oregon State's, um, and they have a lot more talent. But you know what, Oregon fans deserve it, so I hope it happens. <laughs> uh, I, I I like this one a lot. Go ahead, go ahead, Matt.
1: I just think that Oregon State schedule sets up so nicely as far as getting USC and Utah at the beginning of the year. When
3: yeah, they're gonna have a seven seven game win streak,
1: right? And and so getting those two teams when their depth isn't an issue yet, like you've got a fair you got to feel good going into those games, in my opinion. I,
0: when I do Oregon State's schedule, I cannot, I, I just truly cannot fucking find three, like three losses where I'm like, yeah, 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 they're going to lose all three of these. Like, sure. could I find three losses, four losses? Like, yeah, I, I guess so if you're expect, but like I'd have to factor in some chaos and like completely abandon my uh, like rationale here. So
2: here's, I- I'll say mine now. Your rationale that got you to 50% on the picks last year? <sighs> Shut the fuck up, Greg. <laughs>
3: Okay. Here, here's my thing. Like the thing with Oregon state is we need, we need the chaos. We need to depend on the chaos. We can't, we can't assume it's logical for Oregon state to go 10 and two. So you need to assume they require chaos to be good. And it's okay to say that they need chaos to be good. It's not a slight to them. They're not talented enough. Like it's okay to accept chaos as our friend, Carlos. Like you need to be okay with seeing they could lose five games but also seeing that they could go ten two, they're both possibilities, and they both could happen, and it's okay to admit.
0: It's more it's more chaotic for me to see Oregon State going seven and five than ten and two. I truly like I okay
3: I agree. Let's but it, they're both they're both <laughs> possibilities. Yeah, I think I don't think you can say I don't think you can comfortably say that Oregon State's going to go ten and two and then think that Washington State's going to go three and nine. You talk about abandoning logic. That's abandoning logic. Well, <laughs> Okay. You can't think both of those teams can be on opposite ends of the spectrum. If Oregon State's going to go 10-2, and two, you have to have Washington State up there, too, because their chaos potential is just as high. Look at the numbers, Carlos, <laughs> <laughs> for a stat that I made up
0: uh i i just i can't <laughs> i can't just do it I can't, you right yeah <laughs> exactly um okay here's mine i'm gonna just say mine because i i had a hard time with this one uh because every time i look at it i'm like oh no i need to fix this and i'll try to you go back. change ba- it every time i try to go back and fix it and i just can't um after all of our conversations and all of our thinking here's what I, here's what i have uh i have uh in the north number one oregon state 10 and 2 number 2 UW at 10 and 2 Seven and two in conference, six, eight and one in conference for Oregon State. Number three, Oregon, eight and four, six and three in conference. Number four, Washington State, six and six, four and five in conference. Cal, five and seven, three and six in conference. And Stanford, one and eleven, oh and nine in conference. Uh, reactions.
3: What I don't understand is how you're accepting UW's talent, but not Oregon's. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't trust Oregon's coaching staff. I also think Washington has an easier schedule.
0: I think Washington is more talented than most of the teams on its schedule uh whereas i think even
2: oregon i don't know
3: oregon doesn't play utah or usc how are you going to say that washington has an easier do you, wait is washington you, mi- washington miss both also of them misses too? both of
1: them
2: yeah but washington has to play oregon yeah oregon doesn't have to play oregon
1: or oregon been playing oregon for years what do you mean <laughs>
3: <laughs> i like washington's coaching staff i do and i trust them more than oregon's coaching staff but they're still a, they're still a g5 coaching staff so you can't trust them that much you still have to have some doubt pick
0: two i want you to pick where where are the three if you're if you're not thinking that washington is going to go seven and two in conference pick more than two losses between stanford ucla arizona state arizona cal oregon state oregon colorado washington state
3: i think i think washington loses to ucla Mm -hmm. okay i think washington loses to washington Mm -hmm. state that's two well, and, and I think they lose to Oregon State and Oregon. Yeah, okay, I mean, but you said you said I couldn't yeah, pick yeah. those. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right.
0: Um, I, I, I don't know. I just Washington is more talented than Washington State, and if we're going by talent, uh,
3: Washington's also more talented than Oregon State. So where's your logic there?
0: With the fact that I think Oregon State is a better team, and they have a better coaching staff. I okay. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Avery's giving me. A,
1: fucking glare
0: but then i can
3: say that then i can say that about oregon and um washington state i mean washington yeah yeah and
0: i gave i gave i gave oregon that win i picked oregon to win that game
3: i'm just confused when you abandoned um talent because you used to like only pick talent yeah and then utah
0: utah won the conference and we saw oregon look completely fucking useless against utah twice and like that's not to say talent does matter to me um But I also think like I feel like that (laughs) I feel like coaching ends up mattering not as much, but but close. Um, And I think that Oregon might have actually downgraded in its coaching staff like I just do. Um, And I don't think they're like dramatically more talented. They're probably at the same level they were last year. And they have a much worse coaching staff, in my view, Uh, a coaching staff that has much less experience than the previous one. So, like, I, I just don't feel good about Oregon I feel better about Washington's coaching staff um and I also feel like their schedule looks easier to me than Oregon's does we should look at some metrics to see if that's true but
3: I guess my biggest issue with your rankings is you having Washington State so low
0: they're six and six that's like higher than what I was even expecting
3: I guess they just have an offense that I think elevates their game like being able to have a good passing offense helps them more in the talent discrepancy whereas with oregon state like they can't close the gap there because it's a run game so that means they basically have to control every single game they play
0: i think they can with that offensive line i think they totally can i think they could be like it's just stanford like from the early 2010s
3: maybe i hope so that'd be cool
2: um okay any other thoughts about the north before we talk about the south uh, i think it's gonna be fucking crazy uh, the entire year. I think we're yeah, all going to have fun. very different opinions at each stage of the season that are all going to be wrong by the end of the season.
0: There's there's legitimately, out of the six teams in the North, feels like four of them could win the Pac-12 North, like if they had great years. Washington and Oregon, both I think capable. Uh, you might say Oregon is a favorite. I don't think they're a heavy favorite. I think they're a slight favorite. Uh, and then Oregon State, also entirely possible that they could win. And then if if Avery and y'all are right about Washington State at nine and three, that's cutting you. That's getting you really close to winning the Pac-12 North.
3: There is one take that I'm sure about when it comes to the North, and it's that Cal will be bad.
0: I think they will be. And fine. I'm extremely confident in that. They'll be, in, they'll be mediocre. David Woods and Ryan Abraham would get with me, so. I feel like there are there are like uh, shadow parents that we've never met before. Um, they're just like, can you please <laughs> settle these arguments? Sometimes I'm like, we should call into the podcast of champions when we have a vehement disagreement about something. Be like, can you settle this? Tell us who's right.
2: <laughs> did you just say uh, vehement? Vehement. What did I say? You you said vehement. Yeah. Vehement. Vehement. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. She's <laughs> trying to help. <laughs> did you just here. correct
3: how a brown person speaks? Wow, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you want to say that he I'm called a, am it I alcohol, articulate? all you right? He it.
2: called it alcohol, and so I'm always Maybe listening. these are cultural differences. that <laughs> Utah
1: Jazz shirt well. That,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting. All right, let's go to the Pac-12 South. Uh, Matthew Britson, you get us started off on this one. Give us your uh, Pac-12 South standings.
1: So I have Utah first, USC second, UCLA third, Arizona fourth, Arizona State fifth, Colorado sixth. Do you want records too? Because I don't feel comfortable. Yeah, Yeah. yeah about tell the us records. the
0: records. Tell us the records.
1: You're gonna. Have <sighs> I have Utah undefeated. Um, I have USC nine and three, seven and two in conference. UCLA nine and three, six and three in conference. Arizona six and six, four and five in conference. Arizona State three and nine, and Colorado zero and twelve.
0: An zero and twelve and a twelve and zero in the same division in the same year would be so fucking yeah, funny. For sure, not. going I hope happen. it happens. <laughs> I hope it happens, please God let this happen. uh, any reactions, Avery, we'll start with you. Any reactions to uh Matt's standings here?
3: I think picking any team to go undefeated in the conference is a a little crazy, but it'd be fun, okay,
2: Greg, yeah, I mean, like I like the order mostly, except for you know we have our disagreements with Arizona uh. I don't think Utah going go in 12-0, but I get picking that because I think they'll be favored. At least they should be favored in every game, so it makes sense for the most part.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Utah will absolutely be favored in every single game, and it's hard because... You're right. No Pac-12 team has gone undefeated in conference. No Pac-12 team, at least in this era, has gone undefeated in a season. We've not had not one 12-0 season since Utah and Colorado joined the conference. Would be very ironic with the conference <laughs> set to change dramatically now for Utah to actually finally be the one to do it. Um, so, but it's tough. To of hear.
3: all the teams in the conference, Utah is the first 12-0 team it would be really, really funny. That would be would be extremely
0: funny.
2: All right, Greg. Tell us your Pac-12 South standings. All right, uh, I've got Utah at 11 and one, USC at 10 and two, UCLA at nine and three, ASU at six and six, Arizona at three and nine, Colorado at 0 and 12. Okay, Utah at 11 and one, mm-hmm. USC at nine and three. You said 10 and two, 10 and UCLA 2. at UCLA 9, and nine and
0: three. Yeah, got it. Uh, reactions. Matthew Berson, you want to start us off with your
2: reactions to Greg's list
1: here? Do you have USC beating Utah?
2: Uh, no, no, I have Oregon beating Utah. Yeah, because Utah gets USC at home, so I figured. Right.
1: No, that makes sense. I just, I, I agree that Oregon's probably the game that you're picking Utah to lose. My problem with that is that you go on the flip side for Oregon, and that means they're undefeated in conference going into the Oregon State game.
2: Which is why I'm so and confused I'm just like, There's no way. and like I regret my picks. I, I probably should just switch the Oregon State game to a loss for Oregon. I might have gotten to that point just because I can't have them going undefeated in conference, but I also think they'll beat Utah, so I can't pick them to lose that game. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to do that. Uh, Avery, twisting any... my brain
2: into pretzels.
0: <laughs> any reactions here to the to Greg's Pac-12 South standings?
3: Uh, sleeping on Arizona, as mm-hmm. per usual. We've discussed this in length. Like, yeah. Three and nine Arizona. Going to keep sleeping. not going to happen.
0: Oh, Greg, you're such a normie sometimes.
3: <laughs> Can I go next? Yeah, go next. Okay. Um this is kind of crazy. I shocked myself with this one. So, buckle your seatbelts. Utah 10 and 2, USC 10 and 2. Um Arizona 6 and 6. Yeah. They have they have the same conference record as UCLA what who's the fuck? 8 and 4. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit well they both they both go five and four in conference but Arizona five has tie so, <laughs> s- five. so six six and six uh Arizona's ahead of UCLA there
0: third place Arizona at six and
3: six yeah. this is um, chaotic I don't know how I feel about that but <laughs> that's Jesus today I woke up and chose violence I guess uh Colorado's gonna go 11 and one and the reason that they're not in last place is because i believe arizona state who's going to go two and ten will get zero conference wins
0: okay well and one in eleven you said 11 colorado going 11 i was like what
3: oh one in yeah, 11 yeah. So, yeah colorado wow is going to be asu and that's it
0: i, I don't know where to s- the, that the number of hot takes in this one is <laughs> yeah. off the rails uh number one arizona state finishing below colorado that's a really fucking hot take <laughs> uh arizona finishing ahead of ucla also really hot arizona getting five yeah. conference wins scorching <laughs> ucla getting four conference losses unbelievable uh where to start on this one matt you start us off which of those which of those do you want to talk
1: about i, I don't actually hate the ucla pick i don't yeah, i kind of <laughs> don't either honestly <laughs> that that feels honestly about right um oh man I, as I, I get the narrative and I I definitely believe in the narrative of Colorado being able to beat Arizona State. I just I think 0-12 sounds like so much more fun.
3: Oh yeah, I'm just pushing my own agenda. <laughs> I'm like carrying it. I everyone else forgets that we're supposed to hate ASU, so I'm I'm keeping the fire alive <laughs> over here because they're not going to go 0-12 because they have NAU and I think they can be Eastern Michigan too. Um, but like. I want them to get zero conference wins, and I think losing to Colorado would be sweet, sweet, sweet. So.
0: Yeah, be good. Yeah. Not,
3: not bad. But yeah, Arizona finishing above UCLA is <laughs> crazy. That's. I you know what fun. though I don't
0: think I don't think it's super out of pocket. So okay. no, it is. It is.
2: It, you don't okay. have to. You <laughs> don't have to defend it. It okay. is super out of pocket. Uh, the
3: only reason it happens is because Arizona beats you, UCLA, which I feel like. Could happen.
2: Yeah, so I, I actually
0: think uh, l- I'll say mine because I, I'll say this because Jesus. I don't think I don't think I'm that far off in terms of the UCLA Arizona split. I have USC uh, number one finishing the conference number one at ten and two and eight and one in conference. I have Utah finishing number two but going eleven and one um, and losing two.
3: So it'd be USC and UCLA. USC and Utah in the conference. Yes, they then.
0: would be in this situation. I think, uh, Oregon would have the tiebreaker. I don't know what would happen if Oregon state, USC and Utah all finish with eight and one in conference, which is what the scenario I have here, but th- that gets into complicated, uh, that gets into complicated tiebreakers that I just don't, uh, I cannot wrap my head around at this point. Um, but I have so anyway. So USC ten and two, Utah eleven and one. But USC winning the conference, or winning the division, the South, I guess. Um, and then UCLA at number three at eight and four and five and four in conference. This is why I don't think it's that crazy. Arizona I have finishing at five and seven and three and six in conference. Arizona State four and eight two and seven in conference. And Colorado zero oh and twelve. So here's why I don't think that UCLA Arizona take is super crazy in this scenario that i've constructed here where UCLA goes 8 and 4 and 5 and 4 in conference and Arizona goes 5 and 7 and 3 and 6 in conference i have UCLA beating Arizona but if i flip that game Arizona finishes above UCLA mm-hmm. in the confer- in in the standings um the thing is is you're counting on two things UCLA being worse than what we're all projecting here are the four losses i have for UCLA i have Washington Utah uh Oregon and USC I think those are entirely reasonable losses. Like none of those are crazy in conference. Uh, Arizona, I have them beating in conference um, Colorado. Uh, I have them beating Washington State and Arizona State. Those are their three conference wins. If they flip one of those and beat UCLA, that's not crazy to me. I don't think it's crazy to think Arizona could beat UCLA. Greg, you're shaking your head. You're thinking it's crazy. Go ahead
2: absolutely think it's great i'm thinking i'm thinking it's crazy that not only so they have to get lucky in the ucla game to win that game because ucla is absolutely the better team but they also need to get lucky in those other three wins because they are not definitively better than any of those teams except for colorado
0: i think they're as good as washington state and they're as they and by the end of the season they will be as good as arizona state and those two games come late and they're in tucson
2: I disagree with you there, but let's say that's true. They still have to win two toss up games plus get lucky in a game that's better than them. That's just not going to happen. Those, but but, but all, all, three of fun, those,
0: Greg. all three of those games that they have winning are in Tucson. Don't They're care. in Tucson. Okay. I mean, that's bullshit. Uh, in Tucson, Jaden DeLore revenge game. Oh my I'm God. sick of
2: pretending that Arizona is good. Stop it. They're not. <laughs> three and nine. Three and nine. <laughs>
3: We are in an echo chamber. I don't
2: think I don't think that saying that they'll go
0: four and five in conference is saying they're good. Um I, I do. do.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay, right. can we talk about how so tiebreakers have not been posted about this new conference championship? That's a great point. And so I was just looking at mine. So I have Utah going ten and two over USC who's going ten and two, but Utah beats USC. Mm-hmm. But in the north I have Oregon going 10 and 2 over Oregon State who's going to go 10 and 2. But Oregon State beats Oregon. So how how would this tiebreaker work because I have Oregon beating Utah, Oregon State being Oregon, Utah beating Oregon State. So like who do you Oregon have State in the o- Oregon
2: State USC game? I have USC. I think you'd have Utah and USC in the title then.
3: No, but but Oregon's 8 and 1 in conference play.
2: Oh. You've constructed, I
0: don't know how you did it, but you've constructed (gasps) the most chaotic fucking scenario. Oh, you
1: don't know how the witch did that,
2: Carlos. Really? (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. So Utah is 8-2 in conference play.
3: Yeah, so Utah's losses are to Oregon and Washington State, Mm -hmm. in my scenario. And Uh, USC's losses are... Holy shit, Avery. To, to Utah and Arizona.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. That's not going to happen, so we don't have to worry about it. That's fine.
0: Playoff predictors no. needs to do these things automatically, because <laughs> we have no fucking clue. I, I also well, have Oregon State.
3: not they haven't posted the tiebreakers. That's No true. one knows what they are.
0: Well, I have Oregon State, USC, Utah, just in this playoff predictors thing, going 8-1 and one in conference. Who goes in that scenario? Because in that scenario, Oregon State beats USC, but loses to Utah. It, Utah, probably, goes
3: to, it probably goes to playoff rankings
2: yeah Probably. in that scenario
0: yeah So
3: sorry Oregon State yeah because you're not gonna
0: yeah and in that scenario they go one and one against each other they all play each other but they go one and one and then if you're adding another team to the mix I have no clue
3: if I'm being honest here the only reason I picked Arizona to beat USC is because I wanted Utah to finish first in the south and I that's like the easiest way for me to decide that mm.
0: okay not a bad so
3: idea. I, I, I'm pushing my own agenda here push your agendas um,
0: push your agendas
3: which I've always done and I will continue to do. <laughs> um, but I really want to get my hand on those tiebreakers because I feel like they're going to be absolutely insane.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, what I thought we'd do, just talk really quickly about, I, I went through, I posted this on Twitter, but I'll, I wanted to talk about it here now, um, is I went and did this with BetaRank. And what I did is I just counted every team's win. Um, as a, every team, BetaRank, you can go to sharpcollegefootball.com and see the spreads the projected spreads for every single team schedule and so I went and did that for beta rank Uh, and here's here's what I got and I want to get your reactions to this in the north it beta rank if you just purely went off just projected spreads beta rank would have Washington finish 11 and 1 8 and 1 in conference Oregon would finish 10 and 2 7 and 2 in conference Oregon State will go six and six and four and five in conference. Washington State five and seven and three and six in conference. Cal will go five and seven and three and six in conference. And Stanford will go two and ten and one and eight in conference. And then in the South, again, Beta Ranks projections. If you just went game by game and gave them a win, uh, based on if they were favored or not, Utah would go twelve and 0, 9 and zero in conference. Ten and two for USC, eight and one in conference. Arizona State would go seven and five, five and four in conference. UCLA would go seven and five, four and five in conference. Arizona will go two and ten, one and eight in conference, and Colorado will go zero and 12, 0 and nine in conference.
3: I don't like that they like UW that much. It feels wrong, and I don't trust it. And you know how like your instincts kick in when you its a fight or flight response. That's how <laughs> I feel <doing> right
0: now. <laughs> What's weird is that Washington will be more talented than almost anyone on their schedule, um, except Oregon. Right? Like they—they'll—they are favored in a lot of these games, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they just have more talent. Um, Like they, here's their conference schedule. They get Stanford, UCLA, Arizona state, Arizona, Cal. They're talented than all of those more than all of those teams. I think UCLA is maybe a little bit closer, but they have more talent than UCLA does at this point. Uh, And then Oregon state, Washington, uh, sorry, Oregon state, Oregon, Colorado, Washington state, Uh, Oregon state and Oregon are the two losses I have for Washington. Personally, uh, beta rank thinks i will be favored over Oregon State, which I think makes sense. But it's weird. Like w- Washington's a weird one. They're certainly a weird one. And and we talked about it in our preview episode that we dropped on Patreon. Like they absolutely could go like nine and three. That is not out of the realm of possibility at all. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Matthew, Burton, any reactions to the uh, to the you know the what do you call this? The <laughs> why am I struggling to figure out what the hell this thing is called? The beta rank. Uh, standings projected standings i'll go ahead and project them all for you here so you can see what
1: i love about. that um yeah it's just this is where going game to game is hard um because while washington definitely like i understand washington having that slight favorite um slight favorites over you know 12 games you're not only losing one of those games so i definitely like that's just they're gonna lose a lot more than that
3: rob needs a To figure out a stat that factors in Pac-12 voodoo, or even like shit like how Washington hasn't won in Tempe since 2001 because they play in Tempe this year.
0: Aren't you doing that? You're supposed to be coming up with this metric. Yeah,
3: but I don't. I don't math. I just like have random facts memorized. (laughs) (laughs) Like, can you input the facts and be like, I think it would be cool. Here's here's our probability of of Washington not. Losing in Tempe is extremely low. So how does that look on this? I don't know how to do that in mathematical ways. Here's
0: here's what you should here's what you should do. Um, is you should your here's your chaos ranking. Your chaos rating is going to be comprised of. Here's your algorithm: is the uh, number of games that the team wins at home, plus the number of games that the team has won at home, or the percentage, the win percentage of the team against the team they're playing at home plus turnovers plus what is what's other crazy shit that happens special teams the uh, touchdowns or something like the most chaotic things and somehow you get your chaos rating somehow
3: okay i'll figure it out i'll have <laughs> it before the season
0: that'd be very funny i'm looking forward to that
2: uh greg any reactions to beta ranks standings here well, I mean, the Washington thing is kind of crazy, but for the most part, it fits my agenda, and so I'm going to uh say that it's perfect and good, and I like
3: it. Craig's a simple Craig's a yeah. simple being, yeah exactly. what he wants is uh, failure Arizona for the state of Colorado Arizona to be bad, yeah, and Utah and Oregon to be good, and everything else that happens <laughs> in the middle he's okay with. Fine. I'll
2: sacrifice anyone outside of those things to make those things happen, you know. <laughs> good good glad you all have your agendas now when people come at
0: us and they're saying that we have an agenda you have to own up to it because we exactly admitted just it. the yes chad
2: meme you know <laughs> exactly correct exactly What's uh
3: everyone's number one agenda that they're pushing
2: uh probably arizona being bad i think yeah very clearly for you. your cop greg i don't <laughs> want it to be cop. that i don't want to talk about arizona at all but they just keep coming up, and it's annoying. You're
0: a fucking cop, Matt. Carlos, what's what's your agenda? Mine is that Oregon State is
2: is getting no, you, yours. Just Cal. Yours just Cal. Uh,
0: it, uh, Cal is like my 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 one small mini agenda item here. Cal is gonna be fine. Like they're gonna be like six and six. That's not crazy. Uh, well, you all say it's crazy, but I don't think it is. But but truly, my big agenda uh, is that Oregon State is gonna be awesome. Like they are going to be Pac-12 contender level good. That's my agenda. Matt, what's your agenda?
1: Um, Obviously, Arizona bowling. But my my second agenda is, is just Bo Nix. Like, Oregon <laughs> is going to lose two Bo Nix games, and they need to hope that one of the Bo Nix games is Georgia, honestly, where, like, they just – because if Bo Nix shows up and, and does his, like, oh, by the way, I have one or two games that I'm a Heisman, like, quarterback – if he does that against a team that they're that they lose to, anyways, like you can't waste yeah. those bullets.
0: Yeah, true. Um, Avery, what's your agenda? Is it Arizona State uh, being the worst Pac-12 team in the league?
3: <laughs> That's like my hate agenda, but nobody gives a shit. Let's be honest; nobody cares about Arizona State at all. So, like, I'm gonna put that on the back burner, and I think my agenda is gonna be Wazoo yeah. being just chaotic as hell and the most fun team to watch in the conference. Like, I feel pretty strongly about that.
0: Okay it's not a bad idea they certainly have a lot of um, ingredients but don't you think they'll go but do you think but they could be five and seven and uh be chaotic
3: absolutely okay chaotic in a bad way which i don't want i want them to be nine and three yeah best quarterback in the conference chaotic that's my agenda
2: I want 0-12 Colorado to be my agenda, but that's just gone too mainstream. That's just,
0: yeah, that's Now accepted.
3: everybody's on board with that. Yeah,
2: I was on 0-12 Colorado this year, this time last year. But uh, <laughs> Let's be
3: honest, though. Thinking Arizona's going to be bad is also mainstream.
2: Well, yeah, it's not mainstream here, though. Like Here I'm the only all one who Greg's thinks Arizona's going to be bad. All of
3: Greg's takes are mainstream. He thinks Oregon's going to be, be awesome. the front runner yeah. in the north, and Arizona's going to be bad.
2: Arizona's going to be bad. Oregon's going to be the front runner in the
3: north. You should
0: You should go away, Greg. What's wrong with you? It's going
2: to happen. It's going to happen and then you're all going to pretend like I didn't tell you.
3: We're all going to be half right. That's what's going to happen. that's going to that's
2: happen. That's going to be infuriating. Like well, Carlos is always takes? half right. <laughs> I'm not with coin flip Carlos. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm gonna redeem myself. I'm definitely. I'm definitely. I guarantee. <laughs> I don't think you are. I'm gonna finish at least number two uh, this season. No, you're not. Because I was. I was. I was. I didn't care last year. <laughs> you were a
2: distant fourth. You were a distant. fourth I didn't care
0: last year. last year. I was fine with going. Some. You didn't
1: care last year. Stop it.
0: <sighs> I was happy with going for. Because you all. You all just take the obvious ones. So someone had to give us some content.
3: Anyway, um, Let's pull up. We gotta. We have to have the percentages. No, you're gonna. It's gonna take forever to find. I got them. it. Okay. It's right here. Okay. <laughs> Wait.
2: I finished second, right?
3: Oh, fuck. This is the new season one. I got you. Damn it. Okay. I've got it up.
1: Okay, say it then. Carlos. Well, so obviously I was first. Like, it, I don't even know that we need to talk about it at 59 and 31.
0: Who's compiling them again?
1: C- shut up. Greg in second, <laughs> <laughs> 57 and 33. Avery in third, 55 and 35.
3: Oh, that's only because I decided to get crazy at the end. I'm Sure. Like I had, I think I had the lead over Greg, and I could have played you it safe. You and Greg and were tied. I thought like we
2: were tied going into the last week. Yeah.
1: Um, and then Carlos, forty-nine and forty-one, was under five hundred. Quite a bit of the time. Oh,
2: he
0: yeah. finished above though. So I don't know what y'all are so talking proud. about. Do not know what you're talking about. All right. Well, that's it for us. Uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget, check out our patron Patreon for those quarterback rankings. Uh, we're gonna drop our Pack twelve running back rankings sometime uh, this week. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And please don't forget, drop a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We're back next week to preview some actual football games. Like we'll have actual games to talk about and predict. That's going to be super exciting. But for now, that's Matt. That's Avery. That's Greg. I'm Carlos. Thank you all for listening. And remember, there are no truck stops here.
1: not even one.
3: Rumor's still with smoke. So big, makes oh, The crowd in, the to where been Said so I'm lonelier than a single sax on a quiet city street Things aren't always up on the sunny side of the street And I don't mind if the sun don't shine weather well, so sweet fine Pouring another glass of wine on the boat